0: Welcome back to Under Pressure, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. So I'm very excited to have with us today, Chris Johnson, the owner of Rivertown Pro Wash. Chris, it's great to have you here today. Man, it's great to be here. I sure appreciate you, Jake. Absolutely. So Chris and I, we just met down at the TCAM training event in North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. This was a fantastic event that had um, influencers, experts in the industry, a lot of people who just know, not just how to give the best, uh, pressure washing technically, but also how, how to grow your pressure washing company. There was a lot of great speech, uh, speeches and, and training sessions. So it was just a great, a great, uh, conference or event. If you're looking to, you know, learn about what's going on technically and business sense wise, it was, it was a great mix of both. So. Uh, Chris, I, I was very happy to meet you down there and talk to you because we had a great conversation. And so I figured oh, I have to have you on the podcast to talk about two specific things we're going to touch on today, which is sales and scaling. Okay. And so, just so anyone um, listening who doesn't know you can get a better sense of who Chris Johnson is and who Rivertown Pro Wash is, could you tell us a little bit about your background in the industry, um, a little bit about Rivertown Pro Wash?
1: And why we're going to talk about uh, sales and scaling today okay so um, been in the industry since 2007 uh, and basically we were part-time the the entire time Um, 2010 we we got on with Pepsi and and I stayed there uh, for about I don't know eight or ten years um, well nine years exactly So 2019, we left the corporate world and went full-time pressure washing or exterior cleaning. I don't really use the word pressure washing a whole lot. Um, We're professional exterior detail cleaners, that's what we are. Um, So in 2019, we left and I had a goal of of a million dollar revenue in the first five years of business. Um, We are in year number four and we're looking to close this year out with about 600, 750 is my goal. 600 is probably reasonable, mm-hmm. um, but everybody says I'm an overachiever, so hey, we're going for it, and if we get it, we get it. If we don't, at least we got off, you know, if you shoot for the moon and you land on a star, you still left Earth, so you're oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a, a really quick synopsis of, of kind of where we came from and where we're going, and, and we look to have in the next two to four years, um, a total of 16 trucks. Um, We're looking to have uh, anywhere from 10 to 12 salesmen. Um, We're looking to have corporate level uh, directors. Um, We're looking to have four locations um, and probably turn about six and a half million dollars a year. That's my goal. Wow,
0: so congratulations on the growth thus far and good luck growing forward. Um, I saw your plans. We had a great conversation on scaling. And later down the line, I want to talk sales first, but when we talk about scaling, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the structure you're going to scale with and how you're going to build out that team. Because I think you have a, a great model there that uh, that someone could learn from, right?
1: <laughs> so so
0: we, we'll give you anything we got. Absolutely, thank you for that. So before the show, when we were just talking about Uh, What we're going to talk about today, one of the things you mentioned was that sales is not discussed enough in this industry. So could you give me a little bit of of the background of what do you see discussed uh, in terms of sales in the industry and where do you think the conversation should be going? What kind of conversations
1: could be had to improve sales in this industry? So. What, what I see at a lot of these events, and what I see at a lot of people's blogs and Facebook chats um, are door-to-door sales, you know, guerrilla marketing, um, Google Ads, uh, mm-hmm. build a Google My Business. Well, all that works well. Put out 4,000 yard signs, you know, put out clips, send 10,000 to door Direct Mailers. That's all well and good,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you can't sell, all that is pointless um because yeah. basically you're going to get 10 percent of people that are ready to pull the trigger and it doesn't matter if your truck's wrapped they don't care how your sales presentation is we've all had them halfway through the presentation i read disc profiles i read and interpret love languages i'm very very good at it um and halfway through the sales, I'm like, "Do you want me to just stop? I'm wasting your and my time. Do you want to just sign it?" And they're like, "Yes. I'm. Yeah. I don't need to hear it all." That's 10% of our customers, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can't grow a business on 10% close rate. You'll starve to death.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: where we're missing in, in in our business, everybody's focusing on the lead gen part of it. But nobody's talking about the lead conversion and the client fulfillment. Marketing, they got it nailed. Um, lead gen, got it figured out. But the 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 lead conversion and the client fulfillment, those are two avenues that are not getting talked about enough. And that's why these guys starting out are feeling so discouraged because they can't sell. Mm-hmm. They can wash a house but they don't know how to sell. So we saved well over 250K. Just this quarter, we have saved about $30,000 in credit card fees. Probably over $1,000 a month, at least. Over $150,000 this year alone.
0: $180,000 the first year we worked with them, and it's growing every single year.
1: Thank you, bear Payments.
0: Thank you, pair. I would recommend them to anyone.
1: Yeah, just wish I would have done it sooner.
0: So that is an excellent point, because I do go to a lot of these shows as well and i see what you're saying there is an emphasis on the lead generation but what do you do when you get the lead right so that's the question i'm going to pause it to you now is chris what do you do how did you learn and maybe go back in time and, and tell us how'd that come
1: about how did you hone that skill so i'll give a i will give a lot of credit to pepsi um you don't have to sell Pepsi, right? It's sugared water. It sells, I mean, it literally sells itself. It's Um, not like everyone doesn't know what Pepsi is already. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're not introducing Pepsi to anybody. Um, so, but, but in Pepsi, they spent thousands of dollars on me personally. Every time they would give a sales, demo, a sales presentation, a three day sales class, a three day managerial class, um, I signed up for every one of them. For the last six years I worked there, I signed up for everything I could sign up for, and I ingested as much as I could
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: because I wanted to perfect my craft. Um, I listened to people like Zig Ziglar. I listened to people like Art Williams. Um, I listened to these guys, and and I just learned by trial and error how to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, Sales is, is a game and everything rises and falls, some people say on leadership, I disagree totally. Um, On a corporate level, yeah, the leadership, yeah, if he makes bad decisions, the whole everything under him is going to crumble. But as far as day-to-day business, everything rises and falls on sales. Mm -hmm. If you have sales, it will make up for everything else. It will help the growth. It will help the bills get paid. If you don't have sales, then everything lacks behind it, even to the corporate level. The pivotal point of every organization is how good are their sales team, period. Yeah. Um, the sales is the lifeblood of the company, right? It is. It, it, it is, and, and it's fun. I really believe sales is the funnest job in America. I don't believe there's another job that, that can bring as much enjoyment Mm -hmm. Um, that can bring as much fulfillment if you're literally serving the customer through sales you can fulfill your life at levels that are unbelievable because you're serving the customer the client um, the prospect you know we don't serve suspects you know we get rid of them but the prospects and clients if you serve them by selling then you win the client for life it's that simple yeah so
0: you mentioned a couple of guys like zig Ziglar. so are there any resources that you point someone to to cut off that learning curve to kind of uh to to shrink it a little bit so that someone could learn how to close or how to convert better is there is there any resource that you recommend someone go check out right now
1: yeah i, I would go on YouTube. Um, and I would literally type in uh, Zig Ziglar um, how to close Mm -hmm. and he's got got books on how to close, he's got YouTube videos on how to close Um, there's dozens of ways and and see a lot of people are going to think this is funny (laughs) but if you'll get one or two little nuggets one or two little closes and stand in front of your mirror and practice them looking at yourself just practice them did I did I smile? Did I raise my eyebrow? Did I not? Did I look mad? Did it look? I mean, I'm not mad, but do I look mad? You're gonna turn people off. You get, it's practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. You know, everybody practices their speeches and their their scripts, but man, if your script comes off like you're an angry dude, I don't care how good the script is, you're not gonna sell. Yeah. And and so you gotta be inviting, you gotta be entreating. And here's here's the dynamic part of sales. This is sales one oh one. And and i I will go to my grave believing this. If you love, believe, and long for whatever it is you sell, you will sell it at a higher level.
0: Mm-hmm
1: if you don't believe in your product or your service or your guys and you don't believe you'll deliver on a timely manner and you don't believe that you have great follow-up because your company sucks you're not going to sell the product it is that simple if you believe it and it's a core of who you are and I literally eat sleep and breathe whatever this is I sold Pepsi so good because I've literally drank the product from the time I was 10 or 11 years old. That's all I've ever drank. I'm not a Coke guy. I couldn't sell a can of Coke to you if my life depended on it. Yep. And I'm a great salesman. And I don't believe in their product. I,
0: 100%. And this leads me into the next question I was going to ask. The next question I was going to ask was that how do you train? How do you, tra- once you as the owner operator have Sales down. You you've learned it. You're you're improving on it constantly, but you're, you've got it to a point where you're you're happy. I was going to ask how you train your team to be able to sell at that level, right? How does that? What does that training look like? Now I'm going to add a second part to that question. Not only do you do you, how do you train your team to sell, but how do you get that buy-in from your team members?
1: That same level of buy-in. So we we do a lot of different incentives. Um, We do it with Josh Latimer's Automate Motivate. Um, Our guys can win. We celebrate wins. Um, Guys, literally, if you'll think about the sales organization as if it's a football team, and the offense is your sales team, we're not looking to score touchdowns. And like your guy said at the, the conference the other day about the home run hitters, You know, in our mind, and I have this problem, too. We all want the home run hitters on our team. And I literally took my whiteboard Monday with my guys when I got back, and I wrote down HR, 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 HR. They're all home run hitters.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, okay, all these guys are egotistical, testosterone-filled maniacs. Yeah. They're all glory hogs. Every one of these guys are glory hogs. You don't get there because you're a bashful dude. You get there because you're hungry and you and you think you're the best in the business. Yep. So I literally took on the whiteboard and it blew my mind. It blew my guys' mind, and I just thought about it on the cuff, you know. And so we we wrote down HR, HR, HR. I said this is whatever one of y'all are. I said you know how many scores you can run when you get up to the plate? One. If everybody on our team is a home run hitter. We get one score at a time. Yep. I said, but if we'll get a couple guys on here that can bunt, couple guys on here that can hit a single, if we'll get a couple guys on here that can hit a double and consistently do that, they're not glory hogs. They're just consistent. They mm-hmm. don't care for the camera. They don't want the limelight. They don't want the, the accolades. They just want to hit the ball, man, and run. Oh, yeah. And when you get three people on base and you bring an HR up, He just scored four runs. And I said, if we can do that consistently, that's how we win. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's literally how I train my guys. You become part of our family at Rivertown Pro Watch. We love them, man. We cook for them. We're going jet ski riding this Friday because we won. And one of my guys has been with me a year and, and a month now. Longest guy been with us. So, I mean, he's been a year and a month. We're celebrating that. That's awesome. We celebrate wins. And we're
0: competitive. Yeah. So if anyone out there um, loves baseball and wants to learn about lessons that baseball has taught Dave Iava, the owner of Pair Payments, in both his business and his life, the speech that Chris just referenced there briefly was um, a speech that Dave gave at the t event that's actually on Facebook now, and we'll be posting it on this YouTube channel. But if it's not up yet, when you listen to this episode, that you will be found on pair payments is Facebook. So prior to being on YouTube, you can find it on the Facebook page at Pair Payments, and then you can also go to Ron Musgraves' page, uh, his group uh, Pressure Washing Friends. You can find it there as well. Uh, it's posted up there. Great speech, and I'm glad I'm glad you took that from it because that is so true. You can't just have all home run hitters, and uh, it's just a great way to think about building a team. And, hey, a lot of people play baseball, so it's easy to relate those lessons to life and take your business to the next level um, through, through, you know, things you learned through a, a game growing up. Fantastic.
1: I enjoyed it. I did. I yeah. took that away from it, and, uh, and I implemented that in my mind because in my mind I wanted rock stars. I wanted all home run hitters. I wanted to do is one of the limelight accolades because those guys hunt the other end of the field. Uh, But you can't win if that's all you have. You just can't. Yeah.
0: So thank you for that. We are going to take a moment to hear a quick word from our sponsor, Pair Payments. But don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back to talk about scaling. All right. We'll
1: see you in a minute. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to takebackyourprovince.com and download your report today.
0: Welcome back to Under Pressure. Uh, thank you, Chris, for this great conversation thus far on sales in this industry. Uh, that was a great, a great take. It's nice to get your perspective. And so I'm excited now to get into your protecti- perspective on scaling. We had a fantastic conversation after the expert panel um, there was a great, we did a live under pressure expert panel, great, some influencers in the industry, some great experts came up there, answered a bunch of questions that'll be posted as well at some point, but we had a great conversation about scaling. and. I saw what you're planning to do with your company, and so I wanted you to come on here to talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about your thoughts on scaling in the industry and how you're going to scale Rivertown Pro Wash. and I'm just gonna let you have the floor to run with that, and if I have any questions along the way, I'll stop you for some questions.
1: Okay, so when we left uh, Pepsi Bottling Ventures in 2019, um, my goal, and, and this is honest truth I told my, my wife if I could make $200 a day we would be okay we wouldn't mm-hmm. lose anything um, that lasted about a week mm-hmm. and then my goal went to 500 a day 700 a day very quickly my goal changed when I realized the deep crevice that we had never seen before, and once I got a taste of of how deep that really could go, and how and how much you could drill, and how much gold and, and iron ore would come out of that dirt, the more you tapped it, the more you tapped it. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit. Yeah. That's that's that that is a legit statement. There is nothing you cannot do in this country. If you have a will, determination, and a willingness to learn and do. I just believe that. Um, I've learned it over the last four years now, going into my fourth year of business, um, full-time. That's kind of when we really started, was 2019, when we went full-time. It became being real to me. So in 2019, we closed out the year, <clears throat> and I just want to pull up the numbers so I don't lie to you it was um so by september my goal was 75,000 so we hit it blew it out the water i said well dog i need to make another goal i said well it's only september we'll go to 100,000 well we hit 100,000 before december 1st wow. and i said okay let's go for 120 well we ended up at 116 in 2019 and prior to that, the most we had ever done was around 17 to 18 thousand a year wow. with exterior cleaning. That's the catapult that that really locked me into the scalable business mindset, and mm-hmm. I started getting around people like Brandon Vaughn, Pat Clark, and learning this stuff and understanding business on another level. Um, hearing it at the corporate level through Pepsi is one thing because it's their money, it's their marketing. It doesn't affect your nothing. It don't affect you when you spend ten thousand dollars in marketing at Pepsi. It's, yeah. it's minuscule. it's
0: minuscule.
1: <laughs> yeah. But when you spend it in your business, it'll make you it'll make you cough and gag. Um, yeah. so I learned to market at Pepsi, but I didn't learn how real the money was until two mm-hmm. We ended the year, our average ticket in two thousand nineteen was three hundred and seventy dollars which I thought was incredible. I mean, mean, I'm telling you, I literally thought we are hitting home runs, man. We're killing it. I'm an owner-operator. I'm out here. I'm pulling the trigger. Everything was great. 2020. Average ticket was 432. We ended the year with 232,000. I'm still pulling the trigger, And doing all the sales. Mm -hmm. By the end of 2020, I was a basket case. I I was stretched so thin, I could not think straight. I did almost, well, a little over a quarter million by myself, and I sold all of it. I answered the phones on the ladders. I answered the phones while I cleaned the roof. We did that, and it almost cost me a mental breakdown. Going into 2021, my wife steps in. And she'd become my office manager then we hired a gentleman and he helped us last year and that was kind of the first time we really started hiring and so we went into the whole year and we basically had a helper throughout the whole year and then lead techs helping so i could sell more so last year we ended up with 298 as our final year 298,000. our average ticket last year was 743 so I almost doubled my average ticket wow. from 20. Now, get to this year. Last year we did 298. This year I'm full-time sales. I've really not pulled the trigger on a, on a gun unless I just wanted to like this morning. I just wanted to go do it. My guy's like, what are you doing? I said, I just want to wash a house, man. And I've had guys since January 1, all year, And here's how my numbers look this year. We're at 295,000. I'm only 3,000 less shy of prior year number in August. It ain't even August yet, in July. I will Uh, hit my August, by August 1st, I will hit prior year number. My average ticket this year, are you ready? Ready? Are you sitting down?
0: I'm sitting down. down.
1: Are you listening? I'm listening. <laughs> 1304 dollars. That's an average
0: ticket. So you got your average ticket in what? A few years up over
1: a th- up $1000. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yep. So we doubled from last year. We doubled the year before that. And that's that's what put my mind on the trajectory of of how scalable is a business really? and so so now we're looking to end this year with 600 to 750 we're looking to go into 2023 and we're looking to do a million dollar revenue in that year we want to do 25 to 30 percent net profit margins that puts us at 300 thousand profit in the bank that's our goal um all the trucks are bought i've got three trucks bought sitting in the back two full skids on trailers sit ready to go Self cars bought. Everything's bought this year. So next year it's all upside. But that's how we're gonna scale. And when we break a million in what I call the east, this is our Myrtle Beach area, um, we're gonna have a northern division, a western division, and a southern division, and and the eastern division. We'll have four divisions. Um, And the goal is to have four to five trucks at each division with three or four sales managers Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to have district um, sales operating managers district sales managers district operating managers for one for operations one for sales Um, we're going to have um administration directors that are going to be responsible for the um for the css's which is our customer service uh center um Mm -hmm. we're going to have account development reps um, we're gonna have one of those at each facility, and an account development rep will literally be the rep that develops accounts, and he develops the relationships. So I've got it all here on a on a little job pad, and I'll kind of break it down for you. So when you've got your um, your TSMs, territory sales managers, um, those guys will sell everything from from zero up to 19999 Those are residential sales. Or mm-hmm. small commercial sales, when it may be a small nursing home, a single doctor's office. Those are the kind of things those guys will go after every day. All those guys do is hunt. That's mm-hmm. all they do is hunt. And when you get to the ADR, you're going to have one of these at each facility. And that guy's literally going to focus on commercial quotes and his will be from 20,000 up to 900 uh, I mean ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine So he's gonna focus on the small hospitals the yearly contracts and he's gonna develop those Relationships that's why he's called an account development rep. He's gonna develop the relationships uh, that bond and seal us up to land the $80,000 a year contract to land a $75,000 a year contract. Then when you get up above him, the MSD, which is my marketing sales director, this guy's gonna be responsible for all marketing in all four plants. He's gotta make sure the EDDMs are there, the flyers are there, the yard signs are ordered. It's his job to make sure everybody has what they need to market with. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, this guy is gonna be my suit and tie guy. Literally, this guy's gonna go after accounts that are a hundred thousand dollars and up, and he's gonna go after the Marriott. Mm-hmm. He's gonna go after the Hilton, and not just one, all of them. And so if you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling you we're coming. We're coming. Uh, I'm not just telling you, uh, we're we're going we're coming, and we're gonna take them from you. Because I'm gonna have a guy that does nothing but eat, sleep, and breathe how to clean hundred thousand dollar a year contracts and up. That's gonna be his job, his only job, other than yeah. marketing. Just so order. All he's gotta do is order. Yeah. I'm sorry. yeah. Uh, thank you, Chris. I'm so happy
0: you shared that model with us because I, I like the way you're you're planning on scaling here. And I'm curious in the scaling you've already done, uh, where you increase your average ticket price from say like around three hundred dollars to around one thousand three hundred dollars. I'm curious, how does that materialize? How does that happen? Does this start by you targeting different uh, different types of clients? Is this from, a, a, are you doing a shift from residential to commercial, or are you adding more services and upselling? How do you get that average ticket price to, to keep rising if someone's listening and saying, hey, my average ticket is way lower than I want it to be. How do did, how did I get it to be like Chris's? The
1: first thing is you gotta track it. You, mm-hmm. you gotta track, everything you do see we line item price everything so I'll show you um, real quick so this is one of my sales sheets so everything has a line item on here and then we have our packages built out at the bottom but when you line item price things you you begin to see what what you don't need and what you do need Um, that's how I know my three ticket items that I need to go after and those are the ones I really go after I'll just give you an example, and then I'll break it down for you. So April was a record-breaking month for us this year with one truck. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a preacher of the gospel, and I know that don't mean a whole lot to a lot of people because you see a lot of Christians that are fake, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm real, and, and I'm not lying fifty eight thousand six hundred and fifty eight dollars that's what we did with one truck now guys that's that's real this is not fluff and i know you see a lot of stuff on youtube and there's a lot of stuff out there that's a bunch of junk and people's renting other houses and they're trying to make you think they got something they don't got man we drive around in 2002 2500 trucks my newest truck is a 2006 my wife's tahoe is a 2009 and it's got 365,000 miles on it i'm real guys i'm not this guy trying to say you fluff but we did 58,000 because we understood what brings in the most revenue so we clean roofs that's one of my number one that's one of my home run hitters we seal driveways. We seal pool deck pavers. We we sand and seal patio pavers and driveways. But we seal cement driveways. Every one of those will add your average ticket by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we started installing uh, gutter guards. If we're cleaning out the gutters, why not put gutter guards on? We're already up there. So is that the thought process
0: for most of it? Is I'm here at the house. What else can I do while I'm here? Ask- what other
1: yeah, if you just clean the driveway, why not wait two hours while you clean the house and seal the driveway before you leave? At a $1 dollar to a dollar fifty a foot, the average driveway is seven hundred foot. It's seven hundred extra bucks, man. It costs you two hundred for the chemical. You just made five hundred extra dollars in thirty minutes more work. That's the mindset. Yeah, you've got to have the mindset change of how much can I get in this consolidated time how much can i squeeze out of this lemon and the more you squeeze the more the softer it gets you ever grabbed a lemon and squeezed it first time it's hard but if you keep squeezing it gets easier and easier (laughs) i'm just i'm telling you yeah so we, we we run two months this year with two trucks. Um, May was our biggest month ever ever in the history of our company. We did sixty nine thousand with two trucks. Um, guys, it's possible. Yeah, you gotta believe it, and you just gotta do it. It's like Art Williams said, just do it. Yep, just do it, man. It's that simple. So thank you for
0: for giving us this great story. And kind of like a little bit of the, the model here for, I think it's a great story for someone who in a few years has scaled as you have and um, is just really focusing on, on sales and on scaling. And I think it's great to have that focus on the average ticket price because of what that can do for your company, right? So you're there, you're at the house, what else can we offer, how do I, how do I increase Revenue, while also
1: staying efficient. Is that the thought process you take there? It it is. And, And like I said a while ago, guys, if you'll get back to the mindset of service, servanthood, you're serving the client. So let me ask you a question. Would it be more offensive to you if I ask you on my paper, I put a line item on here, for rust removal, if, if I were to put that on here at a $300 charge to remove the rust on the side of your house, would that be more offensive to you or would it offend you more if I knew how to remove the rust and I neglected to tell you that I could do that for you yeah. on, on your $400,000 house? I could, I could fix it. Yeah, but I just chose not to tell you because I didn't want to offend you with a higher ticket price.
0: Yeah, yeah, that I would absolutely be offended by the latter. Like you're there, you you know how to do it. You're an expert. Do it. And that's the other thing too. Don't be afraid to ask. Right? If so, you can't expect someone to know that you know how to do that. No, they probably expect you to not. So you, yeah, I, I love that. Just tell people it's like ask and you know you're not going to make that sale if you don't at least educate the customer or let them know that these
1: are services that you do offer it's like it's like this okay and 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 listen i i could talk from now till jesus comes him. i love it i enjoy this stuff i engage 100% i'm very passionate about it i want to motivate you i want to i want to get you thinking here okay yep if you really believe that your service is dynamic it's the best and the customer could not live without it if you really believe that you're doing a disservice to your customers not to sell them everything you could do for them secondly if you market and put out yard signs and throw clips and do Everdoor door direct mails and you're not doing five rounds and you're not telling the guy cutting his grass as you're driving down the road, if you're not literally putting your car in park, walking up, hey, sir, I have a great thing I need to give you one of my flyers. I know you're busy, but, man, you call us any time. I just want you to have this because it will it will help you so much. If you don't have that kind of belief, go work at Walmart. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you don't believe to that level, That I believe when I hand a man my marketing material, I'm serving him. Mm -hmm. And if he don't take my marketing material, he is giving a disservice to himself. That's how much I believe what I sell. I believe what we do. To that level in my core, that's what I believe. If you believe that, then you should give everybody you know a business card, everybody in Walmart line, because if you don't, you're not serving them. Yeah. Well, thank
0: you so much, Chris. Thank you for this great perspective. That is a fantastic take. And I love the way you you go about the sales, the scaling, and the mindset you have here. And I think it, you have a, not so much unique, but you do have a unique mindset that I'm very happy that we had you on the show today to talk about all this. And I'm going to have to have you back on because I'd love to have you back on to see not only if you hit the goals, but where rivertown pro wash ends up how how you scale from here on so you've done great so far i can't wait to catch back up with you and see where you are next time
1: thank you man i appreciate it and hey wash on
0: enjoy it guys Yeah, so thank you so much, for Chris, for joining us today. Thank you so much to the audience for tuning in, and um, if I could say anything to the audience, uh, at the end of the show, what I would say is keep engaging on Facebook, check us out on Instagram, Uh, and we have, Pair Payments actually has a new um, account on Instagram where you can see clips of this show, some of the best clips that come from the show, and that is at Pair Payments Home Services on Instagram. Check it out, we have some fantastic clips of some fantastic guests. But, yeah, at Under Pressure, uh, Under Pressure PW Podcast. You can find us everywhere. And we have a big announcement to make next week in our next episode. Stay tuned. Tune in. You're going to love this new episode. So thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. See ya.
1: If you haven't subscribed go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.